Finger from Percy. Once again, it's podcast night. It's Wednesday. We got a really cool one lined up tonight. Um, it's cheating songs. Um, I don't know necessarily if that is cool, but it's going to make for a good discussion. We got a very special guest, my very good friend, Dan O, Dan Heron. Um, Dan is the number one private investigator in Alabama. He knows a little bit about this. I'm sure, Dan, that you've had maybe some divorce cases that uh, you've had to investigate. So, And you're a music fan, and we've been friends for since college. We've been friends for a long time. And when we were talking, I thought, man, how can I get Dan on here? Dan is huge on Twitter. He has done professional podcasts. He's been all over the place. Uh, he's renowned in, in his field, and we're very happy to have you here. This is exciting. Dan, you got anything you want to add? Man, I'm just blown away by the accolades here. I should have brought the should have brought the eight by ten and sharpies after that intro. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. And you know, just a, a caveat to what you just said: we've been friends since college, but we had a long interlude. I mean, I would say like. 30 years. Yeah, probably. After college, we didn't see each other for a, a long time and then reconnected uh, and then through circumstance, you know, our personal circumstances sort of, you know, encouraged each other to uh, get through some things. And you were very important in a time in my life. And I hope I was, you know, yeah. reciprocal at some point yeah. to some level. Yeah, I kind of gave the analogy as uh, I was already limping towards the finish line, and I saw you behind me, and I said, "I got to go back and grab this guy, man." That's a I'm great I'm so close analogy. to getting across the finish line, but you're going this back guy's to get struggling, me, man. He's yeah. where I was a year ago, so I, th- I made a promise to you: we're going to limp across the finish line together. And, and we did. Going. Yeah, we did, and we we're did. both in great places. Yeah, um, and it's been fabulous, and I appreciate your friendship. And, uh, Same here, brother. Yeah, and uh, Dan has seen everything in um, in the world of in the PI world, and uh, I'm sure as we get into this discussion tonight, we'll have some sto- very interesting storylines. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be good. But it's cheating songs. I'd like to uh, um, mention our sponsors first: Smokehouse Crackers. Lynn and Robert, we love you. Busted Oak Bourbon Society, Doug and Wendy, love you. Our new unofficial sponsor, Redmont Vodka. Um, we have not made contact with Sir Charles Barkley yet, but granted, there is an effort being made, and Dan knows him, so um, th- th- it's going to happen one day. And we need to announce our winner... Is that why you're giving me the look, person? Well, don't forget our official sponsor, Anchor. Our official sponsor is Anchor, which actually we do okay with. And uh, we got some new notes out. We're uh, podcast results out. So uh, there's about 3 million podcasts, and we are ranked number 65 in the U.S. in the category of music. And that's because of our listeners. And we're we're sort of proud of that. We've only been doing this for a little bit. We expect it to continue to grow. And we got into this to have fun. We're still having fun. And that's going to be where we maintain our line. So appreciate everybody that listens. And shout outs to all. Um, and we need to announce our, list, our winner now. Yes, we do. Well, Angel, you won. My babysitter. Sorry, I know that just made you mad. But uh, she wasn't really my babysitter. She was my younger brother's because I tied him up in a closet once and my parents wouldn't let me look after him anymore. But she won. She had the most likes and a great list. So you'll get the tumbler and a party tub of Smokehouse Crackers. How cool is that? And your songs will be added to our playlist. Yes, your songs will be on the playlist, which is featured on um, Apple Music. And the podcast, of course, is on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Podvine, Google Podcasts, 
and probably some others that have picked it up that I can't remember. So we're about to get into honorable mentions and I'm curious as to where this leads us with some of Dano's um, storylines and uh, we're just, we're, Dan, we're proud to have you here tonight. Man, I'm happy to be here. Uh, what a motley crew. I mean, um, I've had a little bit of experience with podcasts and I knew the moment I saw the logo and the combo of the personalities, I was like, I think we got something with legs here, man. And I was dead on. And That's I think great. you guys are destined for much bigger things. I really do. And I'm glad that I can get in on the, the front end so that maybe later on when you guys are all big shots, you'll throw me a bone every now and then. You know? Well, that goes along with cheating songs, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. So I couldn't help that. That's what all she right. said. Right. Sorry, Brian. Brian's here with us, one of our team members, uh, and he's going to play along. We appreciate you, Brian, for always being here, helping us out. And um, I think we've got everything covered up front. Percy? I think so. All right. He's got that look in his eye. He's got something schemed up tonight. So let's get in. This this one could be really interesting. So I think this is right up Percy's alley, too. I yeah. Think, you can really get into his wheelhouse of, like, old school 60s and 70s country when, guess what? I know it's a shock. Country music stars wrote about their own life experiences. Is that a crazy concept? Or no, it's actually a great concept, but that's where he's going to go. And that's my prediction anyway. I'm excited to hear these. Yeah, me too. And I know he's going to have some surprises, as we all will. We're going to um, kick it off with honorable mentions. Go for it, Percy. What's your HMs? My first honorable mention is, strangely enough, it's not from a 60s song. It's from a 1990 song. But it's by the great Possum. And I have to include the Possum. If you didn't see the George and Tammy series. It, what The Possum is George Jones. The George and Tammy series that, pre, that premiered Sunday night. You need to watch that. But this song is Hell Stays Open All Night Long. <laughs> Only he could stump me on the George Jones and song. He, I mean, I'm not an aficionado like he is, but wow. He, he left his woman... For another girl. And then he calls her one night and says, The town's closed down and I've got no place to go. And she says, Well, hell stays open all night long. <laughs> Imagine throwing that about with the Ivy League English I mean, majors in Nashville right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, that would never work. That would never work. Yeah. Who wants to hear that? My second honorable mention is by the great Buck Owens. Why does Buck Owens make so many of our lists? I've noticed that. I've listened to some of these podcasts. He was the man, He's though. Got for He's got a thing for B.O., maybe yeah. not the best acronym. And he co wrote right. this song in 1961, and it's fooling around. And Buck Owens, in the song, he marries this girl, and he knows that she's fooling around. But he says, when you get done fooling around with two or three Come on home and fool around with me. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got to love a woman if you say that. You know, you really and, have You listen to our underrated guitarist, Don Rich, was one of mine. He was. And Was he a buckaroo? Yes. There was a great solo in that, that song that Don Rich did in Fooling Around. And my last honorable mention... It's a song from 1961, which I'm going to say probably nobody here knows. And it's called Walk On By by Leroy Van Dyke. <laughs> was that done later by... It was uh, done later by Isaac Hayes, wasn't it? No, it was no, not. like a female. Well, he had a song called Walk On By. This song was number one. Like Dionne Warwick, didn't she do that? I think that... They're all, that title has been used multiple okay. times. The title has, but not the song. Okay, yeah, and you can't copyright a title. So. This song mm -hmm. was number one for 19 weeks on the country charts and actually crossed over to be number five on the pop charts. Oh, wow. And the hint of the song was, I love somebody else, but if you see me in town, walk on by and let's meet on the corner. 
Wow. And he says, I love you, but we're strangers if we meet. No, that's that's code. That's code. So why is it every time Percy starts rambling off stuff, I feel like I need, I want to chew a tobacco? (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff, brother. I don't know. I want to call a therapist. Yes, that too. Well, we probably, both of us need to do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dano, you got some honorable mentions? How many do I have here? You have up to three. Okay. Um, So, this one I put on um, my honorable mention. Maybe you guys have it as well, but it's so depressing I could not put it as, like, one of my main main, uh, choices. But Amy Winehouse with You Know I'm No Good is possibly one of the most depressing songs ever with Uh, right up there with George Jones. and Having to strike that one. He stopped loving her today. Uh, that is, the, and she in the song confesses that. Yes. You know I'm a cheat. Well, he I'm knows no it good. on the front end, and then he thinks it's that basically she's re- like that you she's trusted reformed. you screwed up you trusted me exactly it's kind of like the scorpion and the turtle story he trusted her, and then he finds out in the end that she hadn't changed at all, and she knows, I wanted to but I just. I'm never going to change. I'm always going to be this way. It's so, a great song. I'm glad impressive. that made the list. It, it was a must to make this list. All right. Uh, Billy Paul, Me and Mrs. Jones. Anybody got that one? Well, it's I'm scratching it right now because I wanted to make my list sort of fluid. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing I, I some like, you know, that was, stuff. It's really, it's really more from my childhood. I didn't really understand the whole concept of cheating at that time because I think that was probably... Hey, let me ask Rain Man over here, like circa 72, something like that. I was in the second grade. Man, I didn't really know what cheating was, but I kind of had, like most kids, you have a spatial idea of what was going on, and I just knew that what him and Mrs. Jones were doing couldn't be any good. But it kind of sounded exciting. Right. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, yeah. I see what was going on mm -hmm. with him and Mrs. Jones, you know. The problem is, and we can get off into that later, is Mr. Jones... (laughs) Yeah, you know, Mr. Jones yeah. sometime, at yeah. some point, it's not going to be happy. Right. If Mr. Jones, if you start hearing the, the clack of a shotgun racking mm, in the background, Mr. Jones may have arrived. Yeah, but, that's a great one. You know, that's, and and so many people think that may be, like, the number one. Like, Yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good. The only other thing I would throw in was this kind of, uh, it's a light version of the Amy Winehouse thing is, of all things, and... Percy probably wouldn't invite me in, into any of his uh, uh, wine and cheese parties in the future when y'all become big celebs. But Dido and White Flag, another one where she just basically admits I love Dido and White Flag. The whole thing up. That's a great song, you and know? I didn't even think about that one. And that's fantastic song. Yeah, and so she doesn't come out and say it. And I didn't Google any of these to find out what the real meaning might be. I just think in my mind that is clear that she screwed up with some guy and she wishes she hadn't done it, but he's moved on, you know? And yeah. she's like, you know, let's try it one more time. I know yeah. you've probably she put done up the white me, flag. Come on, let's try yeah. it again. Yeah. So that's mine. That, those are outstanding. Well, thank yeah. you. I know I kind of stole a couple of your... No, that's okay. But I I've, got, I've got all sorts yeah. of backups here. Yeah. Brian, what you got, my brother? Uh, my first one is Hander. Lips of an Angel. Oh, that's a good one. That was a true story. Yeah. By Austin Winkler, the, the band singer. And they said it took him 30 minutes to write it. But here's the funny part. This, the next single to it was Let's Get Stoned, if you remember that song. Yeah. So that's what he followed it up with after getting cheated on. Is <laughs> Let's Get Stoned. Mm-hmm. Let's All Get Stoned, which was um, Dylan, that Cocker covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, let's go get some. My next one is uh, R.E.O. Speedwagon in your letter. Oh, man, that's a great one. You know, that kind of... You know, and I've noticed... Blah, blah, blah. I've noticed looking at... uh, R.E.O. Speedwagon wrote three or four songs based on cheating. After the show's over, I have a really good R.E.O. Speedwagon. You know, this was one of the... Neil Daltrey, this was... Significant others of one of the band members. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Quite Neil Daltrey said this happened to him. He got home and found a letter that his wife sent, kind of like that's where you know Dear John letter was back in World War Two. So anyway, after she left him, 
she left him for the drug dealer that sold him the van or drugs. Wow. So uh, Kevin Cronin said the doctor's response was, I'm really going to miss that guy. He didn't care about her, but he's going to miss the guy that sold the drugs to him. Wow, makes sense. Yeah. Back then. And then my other one is, I don't know, I really like The Temptations. I don't know. I love The Temptations. I wish it would rain. How could you not? I wish it would rain. Yeah. You know, and that talks about, it was wrote by Roger uh, Penzabar in, in the spring of 1907 when he called his wife having an affair. And then two weeks after after that, he took his own life. Wow. Oh, wow. Man. I was going to say I like the allegory of the rain, but now, man, I, I don't know. That's that's pretty, um, that's pretty deep. It was deep. I mean, yeah. And there. also, I don't know if Michael knows, the faces covered it. It was pretty good. I don't know if you yeah. heard it. Yeah, Rod Stewart and the faces. Mm -hmm. Good Didn't stuff. know that. All right, it's me? Okay, now y'all totally screwed me up. I'm going to go with my first honorable mention as... Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. Man, how did Paul I not think of Simon. that? I should have known you would be on that. <laughs> Make a new plan, Stan. Don't need to be coy, Roy. Hey, so, don't pay your bill at Muscle Shoals. Yeah, which he did not. That's a whole different story. But yeah. he's, he, it's a conversation he's having with this girl. And she basically says, let's sleep on it tonight. Right. And then the morning, you know, whatever. So... It's definitely a cheating song. It's just not about someone giving advice. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, we're doing it, and then this is how you're going to leave the other woman. So, yeah. Anyway, so my next one is the Lemon Song, Led Zeppelin. It's a total cheating song. Oh, yeah. And it's an original blues song. Chime in, Percy. Give me some well, background. Well, a lot right of that was stolen from Robert Johnson. What was it? I think... I mean, <laughs> anything Zeppelin did There's was... like... I'm a conspiracy theorist, all right? But yes. Man, this whole Robert Johnson thing has got a life of its own. It does. It yeah. truly does. Yeah. I mean, there are people that claim he stole their, you know, their bicycles out of their yard. You know, they're like eight years old. Yeah. Robert Johnson did it. Yeah, yeah Robert Johnson. What? And then he disappeared for so yeah. many years and... Met with the devil and oh, came back yeah, and could play yeah. well, guitar like you know, the best. Met with Lucifer, but it's yeah. The, the words that's in the Lemon Song that that they took from Robert Johnson. There's yeah. no mistake in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we probably don't have to get into that. <laughs> yeah, we pro we probably don't need to do that. Squeeze my lemon. Until the juice run down my leg. See, yeah. you ha you couldn't help yourself. I knew if I fed you, you'd do it. <laughs> all right, that's good. So, all right, you tempted the devil. This one, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. All right, so I'm going to go with Young Lust by Pink Floyd. And who doesn't need a dirty woman? <laughs> I mean, <Wow>. but basically <laughs> at the end of the song, Pink from the movie, you know, The Wall, mm -hmm. is calling home from the U.S. to the U.K. And you hear it go, doot, doot. That was the phone ring. Right. And she'd say, the operator would say it's the United States calling. Click. Yeah. So, by the way, they tried a, it a couple times, and it, it, it could never get through. Face, I think there's still a generation in the UK and North America that are in therapy because of the Wall, the movie. Uh, there's no doubt. Is that weird? I mean, yeah. even now you watch it and you're like, I saw that when I was like nine years old. That and I'm good. still psychotic. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I went a little Sid. What's the guy the, from Pink Floyd? Uh, oh, the original. Um, Sid, Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett, who yeah. went completely nuts. And he was on their first maybe two albums. Well, um, he literally lost his mind. He, he literally yeah. did lose his mind. And it was yeah. a very sad tale. He and was then, the reason that they did Shine On You Crazy Dog. Yeah, that was all about, and Wish You Were Here. Yeah. You know, the whole Wish You Were Here album was yeah, a tribute to Sid Barrett, who unfortunately um, had some issues but um, anyway the that just always stood out to me I mean that's just so flat out in your face yeah all right so number five what do we got big guy my number five is probably from one of my favorite artists of the past 20 years and it's cheating again by Whitey Morgan in the 78s 
which we saw in Whitey Morgan and something else. And it's wow. modern great country music. And in the song, he says, cheating is the only thing you can count on me to do. He's up front with a girl. Yeah, at least he's honest. I mean, he's up Dan, front. Dan, you ever had any clients like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're actually pleasant. Uh, the worst thing to do is have a client that lies to you. A lawyer, my lawyer fam's out there, I know you're listening. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are different about our dynamics at work, but, boy, that's one that's the same. You, you just don't like a client that lies to you. Yeah, just if I'm going to go work, if you're going to go work for them, give me the truth. Yeah, nobody likes to be ambushed. You're right. And eventually, I know there's a lot of really shady things that are depressing about the court system, but generally the truth is going to come out. And you want to be on the good side of that. Before you became a PI, tell us what you did a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was a federal law enforcement officer. I did pre-sentence investigations for the U.S. courts. Prior to that, I was a Georgia State probation officer in Milledgeville, where the world's largest insane asylum had just been emptied. Um, it was really an interesting time to go from... 24-year-old grad student, you know, uh, to walking into a place with wow. like something apocalyptic, you know, where people were being released and, you know, insane people have left a wake of damage behind them. And a lot of them had nowhere to go. They'd burned their bridges with family, a lot of good time members had nowhere to go. And so it's called dumping. When, you, when you're a probation officer, the new guy gets dumped on. You, the chief goes around and says, give me your worst cases. Well, they don't say it that way. They say, give me like 10 cases. And what the, that means, give me your 10 worst cases. And I had 300 lunatics. And it was the most rude awakening you could possibly have in your life. I mean, I grew up, I was already, I'd grown up fairly fast. But man, I mean, life you was never the same like after that. that. Yeah. So that was my background. Wow. So, yeah. so nine years with the feds, about four and a half each in Birmingham and Biloxi. And then prior to that, um, uh, 14 months in Milledgeville, Georgia. Wow. Yeah, which that was called Central State. Yeah. Now it's called Central State Campus. It's like this massive campus where they put on all sorts of seminars for the state. Crazy. Of yeah. Crazy. So that was my where number. are we? Number four, right? Is that number four? No. That was number five. Okay. Number no, four. that's your five. No, I thought. Oh, we do our we do one yeah. each. Yeah. Okay. One each. One now. each. Round robin. Okay. Uh, I will go, and mine are in no certain order, but I'm going to do Reasons I Cheat by Randy Travis, which everybody thought would be, on the other hand, which was a pretty big hit. Yeah, it was. It's one of his, I think that was his breakthrough hit, was on the other hand, but Reasons to Cheat was a a big hit. Yeah, so some of my choices are not obvious, uh, because I deal with the obvious uh, on a daily, weekly basis, surely, but like really in depth, but there's so many ways to cheat, and it's not just the physical, but this one is this one is really all about the obvious. Like, he's just flat out telling you these are the honest reasons that I cheat. Again, a song that I don't think could be written and accepted by the National, uh, Nashville, you know, glitterati. Oh, no, not, not today. Like that. No. They don't like songs that are true and based on... They like F-150s and beer. Yeah, and Daisy Dukes and Mud on Tires and... That kind of stuff. stuff Like that. But yeah, Yeah. so that's my first choice that just lays it out for all you uh, naivete beginners out there with training wheels on the cheating uh, topic. Just go look at the lyrics to The Reasons I Cheat by Randy Travis, and he pretty much lays it out there for for most people. It's a good selection. Thank Good you. selection. You bet. Brian, what you got? My number five is Justin Moore, Beta Hook. Oh, wow. You know, it's about. That came from left field. Yeah, You've been I hanging out with your brother. No, I watched the video and, the, you know, the poor old guy gets cheated on, but he just doesn't go fishing. He, didn't, he don't care. Well, right on to him. He says, I'll just take my boat and go fishing and be happy. Yep. Bye bye. So that was it. Two of my favorite words. All right, well, my number five, This no one's going to have this one. It's Smoke from a Distant Fire by the Sanford Townsend Band. Wow. So that's a yeah, great old hit. That. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, we had a local band, Straight Shooter, Tracy Honey's band, and uh, 
Buster Land was in it and Rick Duval, and I got to see them do it on a flatbed trailer in the Piggly Wiggly parking lot. Back, this is probably in 80, 79 or 80. <clears throat> and I've been hooked on that song ever since, and I wanted to make sure. I mean, she came back with a smoke from a distant fire. Yeah. So. Well, the metaphor and the allegory from, from the day back, back then, I mean, they didn't always spell it out. No, uh, they did these these metaphors, which were probably a little bit above my pay grade back in the day. When well, you know, out. I think when I first heard it, I didn't realize it was a cheating song. I was just like, "What a great song!" And right. then, as you get older and you oh, go through yeah. life experiences, and you really start digging into music, you're like, "Oh man, yeah, I get this." Yeah. yeah, I get this. So that's my number five. There's a lot of songs. It's about cheating. People don't know till they. They yeah, kind of you you, you got to study and look into it, so it's good. Percy's got this look. <laughs> He's got a little grin on his yeah. face too. Oh, He's got a glow me. about him tonight. Yeah, he does. You right are glowing. His... Are you pregnant? <laughs> no, this is just right in his will. Uh, not yet. Not I've been yet. practicing though. Well, scrimmaging is good. And by the way, I just want to say for the record, I love my wife, and I have never cheated, and I never will. So I can shout out that. there. Yeah. And Me did, too. Yeah, and I did catch lightning in a bottle, and Dan will vouch for that. Too. That was my turn. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like first time I won that from you. So, yeah. okay. Persimus, what's your number four? My number four is from the master of the nudie suit, and that's Porter Wagner. Oh, shit. And he sang a song. Why? <laughs> the Cold Hard Facts of Life. And this song is about a guy that he's back into town a day early and he's going to surprise his wife and he goes to the liquor store. Of course. And there's a guy in... That's what I want to surprise my wife with is going to the liquor store. There's a guy in front of him that says, I'll take two bottles of your very best. (laughs) There, There's a woman in town who her husband's not at home and there's a party. And he goes, and he's going home, but he ends up following this guy. And that guy pulls into his driveway. And he drives around till he drinks that bottle that he bought. And he walks in on them. And they say, put away that knife. And he says, who taught who the cold hard facts of life? It's unreal. Wow. And he man, and, sucked me in with that one. Oh, man. And I was like at Santa Claus's feet. <laughs> no doubt. Jesus. What can My you tell me, Santa? And by the way, I mean, I'm sure y'all know this story. I mean, Porter, I mean, poor poor Porter. I mean, he had he had the hots for Dolly, you know, for oh, years. Oh, I was about to know. say. I was, I was Yeah, you know, the whole I always there. love you and all that. But... My thoughts are like, Porter had to be the biggest cock blocker ever. Can you imagine on the road, poor Dolly, you know, I mean, she's got all these hot dudes on her, and here, oh, here comes Porter. Let me put on a solo for y'all. She stuck with Porter Wagner. Oh, my God. She she finally, finally cut bait, but but poor Porter, you know. Apparently, the word is he did not take it well at all. Like, he literally was in love with her. Like, like, seriously. I mean, seriously, he was. finally moved up to Kenny. <laughs> yeah, she, that was an upgrade from Porter Wagner. Was that Wagner. pre pre plastic surgery uh, or no? Uh, yeah, I, yes, yeah. yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I think yeah. he went full on like uh, I think you're punning Japanese or punning Japanese oh. with the eyes uh, like it was post Islands in the Stream maybe. You know, mm, maybe probably about right. Yeah, that's when. Yeah, but that's and the beauty of lesser country music. That's the reason Ray Charles wanted to record country music because of the stories. Yeah, that's true. And that song is a great story. Well, the way you laid it out, there's no doubt. There's no way around it. It's a great story. No doubt. All right. We're still on four. Okay. Damn. So, uh, Big Elton John fan. Same. Yeah. And um, this one is one of those that I kind of preempted you guys with that I see so much overt cheating. I like to talk about how there's cheating on so many different levels. You got emotional adultery before you got physical adultery. 
you got white lies before you got black lies. So I can't say that this song, uh, you know, is ultimately about uh, cheating, but I have a really good idea based on, I don't know, a couple of, couple of thousand cheating cases that give me a little head start. Feel like a bullet. And the gun of Robert, Robert Ford. Ford. What a great song. One of those you wonder, how did that not get out there? And I think it's just because they were overwhelmed with these magical songs. But I think that one, it's, a, it's kind of a tragedy. Man, I'm impressed because I love that song and so many people don't know it. But I don't, I don't I do. know it. I feel like a bullet. In the you know, the first person Ford. that ever heard that shout out here, shout out alert, was Charlie Robinson. Charlie Robinson. Yeah, not Absolutely. to confuse our cohorts from back in the day. There's a Charlie Robinson who Robinson. was in my fraternity. That's true. Great That's guy. right. But Charlie Robinson, who was in Mike's fraternity, Mike being face, and he was the first guy that got it. Yeah. And he was like, man, I can't believe you're... And he told me the same thing. You're the first person that's ever heard of that song. Yeah. And we used to sit around, sit around and listen to that, you know, all the time. Because we were such losers I'm, and we couldn't I get haven't lead, listened you know, to and, it in a while. We were there. Yeah. But I will listen to it tonight. Yeah. That's a great yeah. song, and I do play it. That's a great Elton song. Well, you want to talk about, like, you know, uh, analogies and metaphors and allegory. Boy, that song is full of them. And if you look at the history of who Robert Ford is, I'm not going to spoil it for your audience, it's got all these angles. So Robert Ford is like the ultimate sort of metaphor for, you know, basically getting rid of somebody that you're wondering, did I make a mistake here? Like, yeah. I think I may have really screwed this up. Yeah. Because I'm an idiot and I've got a history of doing that. Yeah. And relationships. And I probably did it again, even though I said I wouldn't, but I probably just threw this great girl away. And that's just, you know, he feels like a bullet in the, in the breach, of, man, of yeah. Robert Ford. And you know? written by Bernie Taupin. Of course. Yeah. The lyrics, and yeah. then Elton came in with the music. Yeah. And it, that's a great song. Wow, that yeah. one. And who the, knew that Bernie was such a Lothario? You know? I mean, he really was. He I mean, if you think really about it, was. Bernie was really kind of a stealth player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. What a great selection. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm impressed. Yeah. All right. Brian, what you got? My number four is by Chicago. Oh, boy. If she would have been faithful. Well, I but, mean, it just cuts right to the chase, doesn't it? You know, I don't know the whole story behind it. It says they had a big fight in the band because they wanted to name it When Will the World Be Like Lovers? In the record studio, the record company said, no, it's got to be. Which had to start well, with. I think they made. Yeah, the you right know what? Choice. For once, the record companies, I think, I vote yeah. for them. It doesn't always happen, you but know, I think in this case, Randy it was Goodrum, great. he wrote it, and he wrote. Does anybody else know what he wrote? Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. Wow. For Steve Perry. Mm -hmm. That rhymed. Hey, I'm a poet and didn't know no, it. it. Damn. Yeah. All Good these stuff. years, I was thinking it was Sherry Perry. All right, so um, I've got an interesting one really, for yeah. number four. The song is classic, but it's by a different artist. So. It's I'd Rather Go Blind by Beth Hart featuring Joe Bonamassa on lead guitar. And Etta James did it originally, which was fantastic. But when Beth got it, she made it raw. And with Joe Bonamassa's lead guitar, I, I encourage y'all to go and listen to that song. And it's basically, it's cheating. She saw... She saw her man walking around with another girl, and she was basically saying, I'd rather go blind. So anyway, that's my number four. Great song. It's going to be good on the playlist. All right, we're getting down to what I like to call the nitty-gritty top three. Percival, what you got? My number three is from King Hiram, Hank Sr. himself. And it's your cheating heart. I can't believe you didn't put that as number one. And when he wrote this song, he was he yeah, was oh describing his first wife, Miss Audrey, to his fiance, and he told her that she had a cheating heart. That's a true story. That's a true story. Hmm. And Miss Audrey, I'm sorry, I hate to use this word, but Miss Audrey was a bitch. Uh, that's what we understand. But yes, he is. He but is. because of Miss Audrey, we got a lot of great songs. I've learned this. One of the many things I've learned from Percy is that Miss Audrey was a bitch. I can <laughs> write it in stone. We got a lot of great songs because of that. 
So we did. Yeah. She forced and little Hank Jr. out on stage when he was like eight months. That's where something. we got your cheating heart. And that's my number. All right. That's your three. number three. Dano, what you got for three, brother? All right. You're not going to see this one coming either now. I'm I know looking you guys forward are to maestros, it. I, I just like the last one. All it's right. good. How about The Circle is Small by Gordon Lightfoot? You've heard the story behind this. I'm a Gordon. I'm the only Gordon Lightfoot fan I know. I'll tell you and what I, I picked it up, and this is for the audience small. and for all, you know, for you guys as well. Every now and then I just slip one past the masters here. Uh, the Netflix documentary about him recently that came out, you know, he's like 82 then. Um, and they talk about, you know, he was in love, like madly in love. I think her name's Kathy Smith. And I'll give you the, the denouement for all you in English lit majors in a, mi in a minute. But... You know, at the time, Gordon was at the top of his profession. Right. He, he was a Canadian. Folk. He was rural. Canadian. Rural folk. Canadian, but he yeah. had moved to Toronto, and he was filling his oats and living in this big, high-rise city, you know, like the Jeffersons lived in, you know, in Manhattan. Moving on and, uh, Yeah. And he fell in love with this girl, and they had a, like he says, the circle is small. It's a big city, but but it comes down to we just know a handful of people, and, and, and I've heard you're catting around on me, and I just can't believe it. And she's also the impetus for uh what was the one about sun, sun, sun sundown sundown you better take care if i find you creeping around my back, my stair. back stair so yeah. those songs were written about kathy smith clearly cheating on him he finally figures it out i did not and, know and, this and, story and see line. i see this and i'll tie this in with my profession when you are so crazy about somebody that you find out they're cheating and you don't even care you're man you got it bad i mean yeah. really bad and like he basically told her I know you're cheating, but just don't do it. And, you know, don't embarrass me. We're gonna. The circle is small here. We all know each other. Mm -hmm. Here's the denouement. Do you know what she did later? Mm -hmm. She injected John Belushi with an eight ball that killed him. Whoa! So is that a great story or what? You just took the cake. How about that? That's a great. Is that story. not serendipity? Sometimes serendipity is is all. You know, most of the times it's associated with good things. But sometimes no, it's malevolent things. No. So Kathy Smith, apparently, if I'm, I know her name's Kathy, but I think I've got that name right, was a really malevolent figure, you know, but almost a siren, you know, a, sort of a Medusa. Right. You know. Uh, Pulling them in. Beautiful. Yeah, apparently beautiful. Just had this way with men, you know. And she took Gordon down for a long time. You That's know? an amazing story. Yeah, how about that? Man, I, I never wow. know that story. That's... Impressive. Dan brought the A game tonight. I'm totally impressed. Percy. I mean, this is Percy. You need to polish your shoes, bro. This Percy too. I did. I don't have to. I'm coming back to Birmingham, man. This guy's been on national podcasts. Whatever. You got some. Your shoes are untied, Purse. He's still doing good. Brian, what you got? I'm afraid to say anything. No, it's good. That's impressive. My number three is uh, Atlantic Star, Secret Lovers. That's a great song. You know, just, they they tried to make it be all right because they, they thought they were cheating, but they thought their other halves might be cheating too, so it was okay whether they was or not. Well, I'm glad that made the list. This is a very good song. So we've got some good stuff going on here. The playlist is going to be really freaking cool don't you think yeah Dano brought his a game so we're at three right all right so my number three is by one of my favorite artists and it's r&b um and it is who is he by bill withers so never heard of it for those that don't know bill withers that's the man that wrote and sang lean on me and it's just got a great opening, um, great, I mean, who is he and what um, is he done? So it's a great song, and it had to be on my list at number three. So we're at number two, and I want to mention our sponsors again. Um, Smokehouse Crackers, thank you guys. Busted Oak Bourbon Society, thank you guys. Anchor, thank you. Angel. You want it, you get these amazing gifts. And um, next time you're in town, uh, 
let us know. Uh, I think uh, her and Stephanie even want to do a podcast one night. They're both teachers or retired, and we'll have you on. So we're down to number two. And also, Percy and Face will be announcing in a couple of days about the first annual Percy and Face Christmas party we're going to have. So you'll be getting de- you'll be getting some details about that. Stay yeah, tuned. If, yeah, stay tuned. If you've been on the podcast, we're going to do something and and just let's get everybody together. Um, it's been so much fun for everyone. So, Percy, what is your number two? My number two is by the King of the Honky Tonk, and it's Gary Stewart saying she's acting single. I'm drinking double. Oh my God! <laughs> I've actually heard that. That's the yeah, one of the few I've heard too. about. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. I mean, and sadly enough, Gary Stewart was a great artist, but he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He had a lot of alcohol problems. But, and I, I challenge you to check out an album done recently by a group called Mike and the Moon Pies. And it was a lot. It's the lost songs of Gary Stewart. Mike and the Moon Pies. Yeah, I've heard of them. Is that like Mel and the Hard Hats? Remember them, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lost Richards. The lost songs of Gary Stewart. I challenge you to listen to that. But that's the my challenge is on. That's Don't my challenge. Me. That's my number two. I don't realize how much gay y'all just injected into this. I've been, I mean, this thing's good. old. Swayne Richards and what was that other one you said? <laughs> Mel and the Hard Hats. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But there was one more or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Person uh, tells me these things and he looks in my eyes. He's just testing me. Yeah. You know, like testing one, two, three. Testes, one, two, three. <laughs> Beavis some butt head, sorry. Dan, what you got for number two? Number two, uh, again, a shocker. Um, it's one of those, you know, again, because I'm going to leave the hard cheating to you guys. I'm so used to seeing that. I, I, I wanted to kind of emphasize like the, you know, the totality and the soft cheating, if you would. It's a song by Sheryl Crow that I'd never heard um, until, as fate would have it, I filed for divorce and it's playing in Walgreens. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, I could have written that. But it's called Always On Your Side by Sheryl Crow. That's a good song. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful song, and um, I won't get too melancholy on it, but it's a song that is not so much about the physical cheating, but that somebody that's pretty much checked all the boxes. Like, you've been ride or die, and then you suddenly find out that you're with somebody that's just all ride. You know, oh, wow. they're checking all the boxes of betrayal, backstabbing, you know, talking behind your back when you're like, hey, man, I got her back. We're a team member, you know? Mm-hmm. And what Cheryl, I think, is saying in that song, it's supposedly written about Lance Armstrong and how betrayed right. she felt. Um, you know, I was there the whole time thinking, we're ride or die, we're a team. And you were never on the team. You know, it's kind of a heartbreaking song, but I think it's a beautiful song. That's a good choice. Yeah, and it's one that if you're ever going through that it, or you've been it, through that, yeah, then I think it'll really resonate with you. And it's unique. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Brian, what's your number my two? My number two is Ronnie Millsap, Stranger in My House. Oh, man. Ooh, well, you know, it, I love that song. It, and there's a stranger in his house every day. Yeah, I mean, you know, he can't he see. Can't see him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That went right over me. It did. Yeah. yeah, he did wear sunglasses. You know, the video, yeah. he, it's, he thinks his, his wife's imaginary lover. Mm. And she sneaks in the house. He sneaks in the house playing electric guitar. And so the video goes on. At the end of it, the guitar is laying on the ground and it's got white tape around it. And that's how the video ends. Oh, it's, yeah. I remember so, the video. Well, hey, in the words of Helen Keller, I never saw that coming. And she also said water. <laughs> I'm not going to say We're it. We're going like, straight to hell, yes, audience. So I'm not going to say it like she said it, because Michael will wet his pants. So, We're taking all prayer requests, it. by the way, after the show. <laughs> Sorry. I love to everyone. <laughs> Just want to say that, and I love everyone, especially... My wife and family and friends. If y'all want to shout out, we're down to my number two. Um, my number two 
is How Long by Ace. Oh, what a great one. Yeah. And that's Paul Carrick, who was with... Oh, the man almost, with the golden voice, right? He, he yeah. was also with Squeeze that did Tempting. Yeah. And Mike and the Mechanics later. Yeah. But uh, that's a shout out to my wife, too, because yeah. she's my personal consultant. What a great song. Yeah, how long has this been going on? Wow. So I had to make sure that made the and list. Who, who was the group that sang that? Ace. Ace. Was that the one with uh, some some of the, the, the beautiful ladies from our era would remember a, a soap opera back in the day, and they had this striking, good-looking guy. <sighs> he was the bass uh, player for, for Ace. Yeah, uh, no, I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking about player. You're thinking like, about player. How long has this been going on? Who did that? That's Ace. How Is long it? is this? Yeah. yeah how that's long? It. Yeah. 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 Oh, anyway, man. it's a great. It's a great song from our day, and I was teeter totting back from Tempted by Squeeze to Ace. How long? And uh, anyway, I've got a good consultant on this one. Percy, you got a consultant? No. You've no. got. You sleep with a notepad under your pillow. It just kind of stuff off. It's, it's Dan, natural. you've been impressive. Brian, always. So, appreciate it. This is this has been really good. So, we've got our twos. We're down to it. Uh oh. Number one. I'm, I can't wait to hear your number one. And he's got a smirk. <laughs> All right. Lay it on us. My number one was originally recorded in 1959 by. <laughs> Lefty Frizzell. But I'm sure it wasn't Cab Calloway or some shit like that. I'm going to take the band's version of Long Black Veil. Oh, man. And it's a great story. And it it tells a story about there was a murder and the, the slayer looked a lot like him. And the judge said, if, there, if you have an alibi, son, you won't have to die. But he said, I, I spoke not a word, though it meant my life. I was in the arms of my best friend's wife. Oh, my gosh. And he died because he didn't want nobody to know that. And they killed him. And she walks over his bones in a long black veil. Wow. And it's it's one of the great, in my opinion, it's probably the greatest story in all of country music. And that's, that's why good. I picked that. And it's, it's it's a total cheating song. And good that's stuff. what I... And, and the band did a great... Well, I love the band. I've got one to accompany that. The band did a great it. version of, of Lefty's song. And it, it showed their true appreciation for all kinds of music. That's good stuff. And that's my number one. It's good job. Black Veil. Good job with your stuff Excellent. tonight, Percival. Dano, what you got for number one? All right, number one. Uh... I think you and I actually spoke about this when we initially talked about the show, but it's got to be in the air tonight for me because absolutely. The reason is because even though um, it's a you know like mega hit, almost an anthem hit now, possibly the, the greatest drum. You know, I wouldn't call it a solo, but what would you call that? Like a, uh, a solo, yeah. Ever, you know, I that, mean, a riff. I mean, you got you got college and pro teams that play that before they run out of the locker room right they, now. They'll fire you up. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson, you know, hangover, everything. Mike Tyson. The yeah. scene in Miami Vice. Yeah. Crockett that, and Tubbs. They're you know, going that's to, funny. They're going to get down and get dirty. Yeah. And they had to stop at so the I'm phone booth and talk. And he had to call his ex-wife Caroline. Yep. And just say that's was where that it all real? originated. You know, a lot of the yep. audience probably doesn't realize what we're talking about. But I posted that on Facebook. I saw it on Twitter. I saw the clip on Twitter, and it all goes back. Uh, Phil Collins was doing um, some of the soundtrack stuff initially for Miami Vice, but it was just like yep. musical stuff. There's no words. I'm glad you yeah. brought that one to the house. Yeah, and the reason it's important for me is because I think clearly that song is talking about cheating. Like, and and, it is. and if you look at some of Phil's songs, like he had a a few really nasty relationships with chicks that Phil got hurt. Yeah, so. Uh, but that song for me personally was also resonated with me professionally because the tension, if you go back and watch that, and I thought it would get like 40 likes on Facebook. I don't have many Facebook friends by design. Like that's a unique club. Well, you got 18,000. Well, Twitter yeah, I didn't post it yeah. on Twitter, but like you liked it and one other guy, I think. But that tension that you feel, like he's about to confront her in the yeah. song. 
But in Miami Vice, what's happening, these guys are about to go in a truly dangerous situation. And probably the most dangerous situation in my career. I've had like three or four where I've, you know, I'm lucky to walk away from. But that was the only one that I knew going in, I'm possibly going to die. Yeah. And that tension that they caught was beautiful. It, there's a lot of things that don't go, people are like, oh, what's some shows I could watch? Really not much of anything. Though. Well. But that moment from that show, mm -hmm. if you watch that, if you if you Google it or, you know, get it on YouTube. I watch it all the time. It really shows Sorry, the man, moment. But... And I got shot at that, lot, that night later. And I knew I was probably going to be shot at. And I was with a John Deere repossessed guy. There's only two in the nation at that time, East Mississippi and West Mississippi. And you can see what we were going into. And it was in mass territory. And it was a horrific situation. And I just, I could feel that. So when he hangs up and gets in the car, there's a brief moment where and he's then, like, this may be it. Yeah. And then the drums and kick then in bum, 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 while bum, they're bum. speeding off. Of yeah. So it kind of encompasses both things. Like, well, I'm glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was made for you. And I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I, right. I, I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on. Well, yeah, good now, good list, man, awesome. Dano. We're going to get this done. Brian. My number one is Rupert Holmes' Escape. Oh. The, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a true story a about Rupert song. and his wife, Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, they put they went answered ads in the paper, and come to find out they was answering their sales, so they wound yep. up being back together again. Yeah, good mm -hmm. song. Should be on the list. Good job. Yeah. All right, my number one, no one's going to guess this. You got to guess first. Usually try to guess mine. Mm. No. It's Such a Night by Dr. John. Malcolm John Rebeneck, Mac Rebeneck. But I want the version on the playlist with the band from The Last Waltz. So he comes out with a band on The Last Waltz and does Such a Night. He's basically talking about um, stealing his best friend Jim's girlfriend away in yeah. such a... And I had a case like that recently. Yeah, I'm sure you did. They're I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. But uh, Such a Night, Dr. John, that's my number one. Uh, we had a little thunder stolen, but man, this is going to make a great playlist. Dan, you did outstanding. Brian, outstanding. Percy, always. Don't cut me off. Got your finger on that thing again. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Love to everybody. And all I got to say is bye bye. <laughs>